seek the Lord like we've never sought the Lord before. Amen. I counted it up, and I'm going to show you at the end of the service tonight. Of regular attenders that come to Earl Church of God, 21 have serious physical needs. They got surgeries that are coming up. They're facing ailments. Our congregation role is at 75, I believe, give or take a couple. But 21 of your fellow Earl Church of God church members have a physical need in their body. We know Sister Robin's need. We know Brother Johnny's need. And there are different ones, and some might not compare to as great and as serious a situation as those. But how many of you understand tonight that if God numbers the very hairs of your head, He cares about every need in your life? Amen. And I'm going to preach to you a message that God gave me entitled very simply, Praying Until God Moves. Praying until God moves. If you will, stand with me, please, out of respect for the word of God. <coughs> Acts chapter 16, verses 25 to 33. We won't read all of that before we get into the message tonight, but look with me at Acts 16, verse 25. The word of God says this, And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners Heard them. Listen to that again. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. May God add his blessing to the reading of his word in Jesus' name. Shake your neighbor's hand and tell them you're glad to see him in the house of God tonight as you're seated. Hallelujah. Do want to remind you we're going to have our baptismal service. Uh, this coming Sunday night, um, we're going to start at 5 o'clock and then go over to Brother Tim and Sister Tina's and have the water baptism. We have quite a few people that have signed up, praise the Lord, and a, quite a wide range of people that are being baptized as far as age groups go. So we thank the Lord for that. But how many of you in this church right now know somebody that needs a miracle? Let me see your hand. How many of you would say, I'm one, I'm standing in need of a miracle in my life, amen? We can all raise our hands, but very often what we do is rather than praying and seeking the Lord, we sit down and we go down to the altar, we get anointed with oil one time, or we might call somebody, one of the televangelist networks, or we might call a couple of people to pray for us, and they pray for us, but beloved, we have a bad habit as Christians of just accepting our reality and say it is the way it is. But I believe God wants us to pray until we get a hold of God. Now I want you to realize what happened here. Paul and Silas were thrown in jail for one simple thing. They delivered a woman, hallelujah, from being demon possessed and took away her owner's, uh, her owner's means of income. And then Paul and Silas were thrown in jail for preaching the gospel and sharing, having delivered a woman from demon possession, and they were thrown into prison for preaching the gospel. Many times uh, we get defeated because we focus so much on what got us to the place where we are. Maybe you're here tonight and you're frustrated because you would say, well, you know what, preacher, I just, I, I thought I was doing good for the Lord. I thought I was doing everything God wanted me to do. Well, how more, much more can you be doing what God wanted you to do than 
demon possession. Hallelujah. Sometimes people pay their their tithes and they come to church. But I want to tell you tonight, you can't play. Let's make a deal with God. You got to serve God regardless of what's going on in your life. Now notice what happened here. Notice what happened at verse 25. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. Understand sometimes when you're doing God's will, bad things are going to happen. That don't mean you quit doing God's will. Understand everybody don't want to hear the gospel. But that don't mean you don't quit doing God's will. You've got to obey God. Hallelujah. And I want you to realize that Paul and Silas were not just thrown in jail. They were stripped. They were beaten. Uh, so I want you to get this image in your mind. Uh, here were these men of God just preaching Jesus that were taken and thrown into prison for preaching a message contrary to what the Jewish people wanted to hear. And they were beaten and they sat down there. How many of us would have got bitter? How many of us would have said, you know what, I must have missed it somewhere. I must have, back, I must have just missed God on that. But notice what they didn't do. They didn't get bitter. They didn't accuse one another. You didn't hear Silas saying, Paul, it's your fault. If you hadn't cast that devil out of that girl, we'd have been all right. No, notice what they were doing. Midnight rolled around. Hallelujah. I don't know about you. I have trouble staying up to midnight. Much less having been beaten, having been going without water, having been thrown into the inner prisons. But notice what they were doing. First of all, they were praying. Hallelujah. Beloved, don't just pray one time when you get into a situation. You pray and you pray and you pray. And you pray until you get a hold of God. You take that thing uh, before God. And I've heard people say, well, preacher, doesn't, don't the Bible teach us not to make uh, vain repetitions? Amen, it does. Uh, I'm going to tell you what vain repetition means. Uh, it just means don't say the same thing over and over again and you don't mean it. If you mean that thing, you pray for it. If you seek God, if you really want God to move, you mean God business with God. Hallelujah. And you pray until you get an answer for God. Sometimes it might be like the Apostle Paul. When he prayed for the thorn in the flesh to be removed, uh, he had to pray three times and God said, Paul, my grace is sufficient for thee. Sometimes it might be no. The Lord Jesus prayed in the garden of Gethsemane till the sweat became as, as drops of blood. And he prayed and he prayed and he still had to go to the cross. He said, Father, if thou be willing, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Sometimes God says no. But when God says no, there's a purpose in it because how many of you know Jesus wasn't rejected? Jesus wasn't denied. Three days after he accomplished what God wanted him to do, he rose victorious over that thing. Sometimes God, go ahead and give him praise on that. That's all right. Sometimes you can't stay focused on the situation. 
You can't stay focused on how bad uh, things are. You've got to praise the Lord in spite of your trial. You've got to praise the Lord in spite of your difficulty. Here were these men of God. They were praying and they started singing praises unto God. Now, I've heard preachers saying, I think I might have preached it before myself, that we don't know exactly what they were praying. But as I was studying this out, uh, I got to look in that word praise uh, up in the in the Greek and in the Hebrew. And I found out that you can actually find what they were praying. Brother, if you'll pull the scripture, I reference up Psalm 113 to 118. They were praying what's called the great Hallel by the Jewish people. It is uh, several psalms that were psalms of praise. Uh, It'd be the next one on that slide, brother. Psalm 113 to 118. We're not going to go through all of them tonight, but I'll give them to you. And I want you to understand something. You need to learn to pray the Word of God. They were praying the Word. They weren't just saying, Oh Lord, if you will, get us out of jail. Oh Lord, I don't know why you beat me, had me beat uh, God, I don't know why we're being punished for this. Uh, no, they were praying the Word of God. Just let me share with you Psalm 113 real quick. Hallelujah. Psalm 113. If you want to, you can turn there in your Bible. Now imagine hearing this uh, and understanding that they were praying this in Hebrew. And it was midnight and when the Jewish people pray, it would sound almost like a song. Psalm 113. Hallelujah. Verse 1. Go ahead. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. How many of you would do that whenever you've been beat with a cat of nine tails? Notice what it goes on and says. Verse 2. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Hallelujah. Can you say blessed be the name of the Lord in the midst of your sickness? Can you say blessed be the name of the Lord when your family is railing against you, when there's financial difficulties approaching you, uh, when you're saying hallelujah, this is going on and that's going on. Notice what he went on and said, verse 3, from the rising of the sun until the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. Hallelujah. Ain't that something to remind yourself of when you're going through difficulties? Hallelujah. You need to learn to pray the word of God. Now look at what it goes on and says here. The Lord is high above all nations and his glory above the heavens. Who is like unto the Lord our God who dwelleth on high. Who humbleth himself to behold the things that are in the earth. And that are in heaven and in the earth. He raiseth up the poor out of the dust. And lifted up the needy out of the dunghill. That he may set him. With princes, even with the princes of his people, he maketh the barren woman to keep house and to be a joyful mother of children. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. And you can go on down through those psalms, Psalm 113 to 118 and Psalm 136, and you can pray those psalms and you can seek God about what God's got going on in your life and it's hard to stay depressed. It's hard to be discouraged. Beloved, I want to encourage you tonight, whatever you're going through, put your attention on God. Learn to pray the Word. Don't just say, oh Lord, heal me. You need to pray the Word. By His stripes, 
I am healed. You need to pray the word. Lord, you sent your word and you healed my diseases. You need to pray the word when you're praying for your lost loved ones to be saved. Lord, it's not your will that any should perish, but that everyone should come to repentance. You need to pray the word when you need to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. The Bible says, be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be Filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Speaking to yourselves in songs and hymns and spiritual songs. And I feel like what God's got for me to do tonight. And I'm going to get it to you. Is I'm going to write these songs out. And I'm going to give them to you if you want them. I'm going to print them out and give them to you, but you can look them up and you need to incorporate praying the Psalms and praying the Word of God into your prayer life. Hallelujah. I believe there is a scripture for every need of your life. For every situation that you're facing, there's a word from God that you can stand on. Can somebody praise his name? Hallelujah. So Paul and Silas were praying the Hillel. They were praying Psalm 113 to Psalm 118 and 136. And I want you to realize this. Look at what it says in Acts 16 verse 25. They sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. Can I tell you something? When you make up your mind that you're going to keep praying no matter what, you're going to affect people. When you decide to quit and give up, everybody's got to say, "Uh uh-huh, I knew it wouldn't last. There ain't nothing to that. But when you say, wait a minute, hallelujah, I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep serving God. I'm going to keep going to church. Hallelujah. You might not get your healing, but you're going to be a witness to those around you. Your family members who are wondering why you haven't given up on God, why you haven't quit, and they're going to watch. Now, I want you to realize what happens as you praise the Lord and as you worship and as you pray the word of God. Notice what it says here. Verse 26. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundation of the prisons were shaken. Hallelujah. Underline that in your Bible. Do you realize that Paul and Silas was praying the word of God? They were worshiping God. And their praise and their worship goes God to send an earthquake. Hallelujah. That's praying right there. Some of you, if you get serious with God and you grab hold of God and you mean business with God and you keep coming to God, hallelujah, like that widow woman did whenever she kept going before the unjust judge saying, avenge me, I'm not adversary. The unjust judge said, though I fear not God nor regard man yet because this widow woman troubleth me. I'm going to grant her her request, hallelujah. And Jesus said, shall not God avenge his children who cry out to him, Day and night. Yes. Hallelujah. Don't quit praying for your lost loved Go ahead and give a Don't quit praying for your healing. Don't quit praying for this church. But notice what happens here. Suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prisons were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened And everyone's bands were loose. Beloved, I want you to realize something tonight. Hallelujah. When you get serious about praise and worship, and you get serious about praying, and you continue at it, hallelujah, 
Hell won't only set you free, it'll set those free around you. I believe one of the things that's happened in the church world today is the reason why we're in trouble and the devil's laughing at the church is because the church says they believe the word, but they don't practice it. Amen. We need to get back to practicing what we believe, what we say we profess. Go ahead and give them praise. If we believe in holiness, we need to live holiness. If we believe in the power of the Holy... Mm-hmm. If we believe in the power of the Holy Ghost, we need to let the Holy Ghost have His way. Glory to God. Amen. They practice what they believe. Now notice what it says here. Immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed. Now look, I want you to understand this is powerful right here. And the keeper of the prison awakening out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. In other words, I want you to realize something here. When you get a good prayer life going, and you're praying the word of God, and you're worshiping according to the word of God, hallelujah, not only will you set people free, the power of God will set people free, but I want you to realize something here. You will become an intercessor on those that are about to kill themselves. There are people that are a foot away from death tonight. They're a heartbeat away from death because of, we could go down all the lines and we could call out all the things that there are that could take somebody out of this world. We talked about it. We, we took prayer requests. There was a 32-year-old girl who passed away because of high blood pressure. What if somebody had been praying for her? God hears the prayers of his people. Notice this though. Understand what it says here. It says. Verse 28. But Paul cried with a loud voice saying. Do thyself no harm. For we are all. Everybody say all. All, all here. Hallelujah. Now how many of you. If you were a prisoner. And the jail cell flew open. After an earthquake. You were to hung around. To see what was going on. Most of us would have took off running, wouldn't we? But here was not only Paul and Silas, but all them fellows that were here and singing and worshiping the Lord. I can kind of, kind of hear them thinking, why in the world are these men worshiping God when they were beat with, beat with that cat of nine tails like I was? Why are these men worshiping God when the very God that they called on to deliver that woman that was demon-possessed hasn't done anything to set them free? Hallelujah. But they praised him anyway. Now notice what the scriptures go on and tell us here. Is this okay tonight? Is this blessing you? I want us to look on at the word of God. Notice what it says here. Verse 29. Then he called for a light and sprang in. Hallelujah. I'd come running too. (laughs) Here comes my prisoners. Not a one of them left. Everybody was staying here and it was Roman custom that if the keeper of the jail let a prisoner escape, a life for a life. He had to die. So that got the prison, the prison keeper's attention. He called for a life, sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas. Can I tell you what? When you keep your prayer life going no matter what and you keep your praise and worship going no matter what, people who might despise your walk with God are going to, hallelujah, one day humble down before God and before you and they're going to be be touched by your prayer life. Look at verse 30. 
and brought them out, and notice this, and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Could it be that the reason we're not having salvation like we used to have it in the church of God is because we're not praying like we used to pray? Could it be that we're not living like we used to live? The people of the world can't see no difference between the church and themselves. So why should I go to church? Why should I listen to the preacher on TV when so many preachers fall into the same sins I'm, I'm falling into? I understand where the world gets it from. But we've got to be different. We've got to be prayer warriors. We've got to be praisers and worshipers. We've got to learn to pray the word of God and to sing the word of God. And notice what the scripture says here. I love this. Paul didn't rile on for all of the sins. Paul didn't beat them up. Paul didn't say, well, there's no hope for you, you old stinking Roman centurion who beat me. Notice what he said in verse 31. And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, and thy house. Verse 32. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord, and to all that were in his house. Verse 33. And he took them that same hour of the night, and washed their stripes, and listened was baptized he and all his. Glory to God. Why? Because of somebody who didn't let their circumstance beat them. Because of somebody who instead of getting bitter made a choice to praise the Lord. And they might not have had a whole lot of songs to pray but they prayed what they knew. They prayed to Hallel. They prayed Psalm 113 to 118 and Psalm 136 and they called on the Lord and I don't even know if they asked the Lord, God, could you please get us out of jail? We'd appreciate it. We're here doing this thing for you anyway. I don't know if they prayed that. All I know is they were praying the word and they were worshiping God and God answered and because they didn't give up on God, God saved the jailer and his whole house. Go ahead and give God praise. God led me in a different way tonight. I'm going to ask the praise team if they'll come back and get ready to take us to the throne room of God. I know praying is not easy. Praying is a hard thing to do. Amen. You, you think praying's hard to do. You ought to try praying and fasting. You ought to try holiness. It's not easy. But the rewards are eternal, not temporary. And I want to look at something a little bit different tonight. Hallelujah.